Welcome back to the Successful Diligence Podcast. I wanted to make sure that you were aware of how valuable you are to us and me here at Successful Diligence as a listener of the podcast. It means so much that you allow me to provide value through the podcast and that you listen and you show up and you invest your time. It means the world to me and I so appreciate it. One way that you can show your appreciation for the podcast, if you've gotten any value from anything we've ever said um, in Sode, is you can support us financially so that we can continue to provide the value that you've come to know from the Successful Diligence podcast. And it can be literally less than a cup of coffee a day, 99 cents per month. That's less than a dollar per month, all the way up to five, ten dollars, however much you want to give. But as little as a dollar, less than a dollar, 99 cents, that would make such a difference to us. You can go to the show notes and you can click the link where listener support is highlighted. Um, There's different links in the show notes. Or you can go to anchor.fm backslash successful diligence backslash support and you can sign up there and literally it's one time per month 99 cents less than a cup of coffee and yet you would be having an impact on supporting this podcast to bring more value reach more people to have a greater impact in the world and we appreciate in advance any support that you're able to provide again anchor.fm slash successful diligence slash support or you can click the link in the show notes and show your support financially we appreciate it and we thank you in advance today's episode is a special one i am so excited to bring this conversation to you I learned so, so very much in this conversation and in this interview, and you are going to love Lindsay Elmore, who is my guest today. She is a woman who tells it like it is, lives her life unapologetically herself, and in today's conversation, we explore living life on your own terms and living it in wellness in truth, authenticity, and most importantly, in gratitude. Lindsay was raised by a nurse and she has a bachelor's degree in chemistry and a doctorate of pharmacy. And she also completed two years of postdoctoral education in internal medicine and family medicine. She went on to become a pharmacist, highly studied in herbs, supplements, and food as medicine. And she also went in search of shamans, healers, and any natural health practice that she could find. Lindsay got certified to teach yoga and meditation, and she hosts retreats all over the world. To date, she has spoken to audiences on five continents and in more than 30 countries. She also is an author, and she wrote a book about essential oils and supplements, and her book is called Essentials. 75 Answers to Common Questions About Essential Oils and Supplements. 
Lindsay is also a business owner and entrepreneur, and she has turned her knowledge of natural wellness into her profession. And she created the Young Living Education Club, as well as her podcast, which is an amazing show, The Lindsay Elmore Show. And there's a link to her show in the show notes. And I really encourage you to go listen. She gives so much good information great people that she brings on her podcast as well. Hashtag I was a guest also. (laughs) And also in the show notes is a free gratitude resource that Lindsay has created. She um, was doing a gratitude challenge. And we talk a little bit about it in the episode, but she wanted to make sure that you had this free resource so that you could start your own gratitude journey as well, because it truly is life changing. I know you're going to get so much value from today's conversation. I'm excited to hear what you think. Send me an email at SuccessfulDiligence.com slash contact. Leave me a voicemail message by clicking the link in the show notes. Let me know what you think and enjoy the conversation. So welcome to the show, Lindsay Elmore. I am so excited to have you on the Successful Diligence podcast. Welcome. Thank you for the invitation. I'm so excited to talk with you. This is going to be such a fun, fun conversation, listeners. And as you heard in her bio, she has a wealth of knowledge, information, experiences over her life. And Lindsay, I am super excited to dig in and hear more about your journey. But for my listeners who are not as familiar with you as I am, tell us a little bit about who you are and how you got into doing the work that you do. Oh, I mean, it's been a long journey as I think all of us who are on that evolution of finding out who we are and who our best self is, it takes time. And so I was born in Birmingham, Alabama, went to school there, got my undergraduate degree um, in chemistry from the University of Alabama, Birmingham. I then moved to San Francisco to go to pharmacy school. And so I am a licensed pharmacist. From there, I did two years of postdoctoral training. And then I realized that I was a little bit frustrated with the um, American medical model. And so I started teaching. I know, right? It's, it works so well. Um, And so I ended up going on a detour where I started teaching and learning as much as I possibly could about natural wellness. And that has led me on a a journey that has been ever evolving and ever growing, but I always stay true to my initial desire, which was to learn as much as I could about health and wellness and teach others about it. I absolutely love that because it really is about health and wellness to have a life that you want to be living and, you know, whatever success means to you, you've got to be healthy and well, mentally, emotionally, spiritually to be able to live that life. So I just, I love that, that passion that you have for that. What is your definition of success? When, when you hear the word success, what does that make you think of? I mean, the thing that immediately came to mind was not caring a bit what anybody else thinks, you know, (laughs) Um, you know, because to me, I don't define success as the monetary benefits. I don't define success as, you know, an Instagram following. I don't define it as by a lot of the traditional terms of like the accolades and the financial 
um, benefits of it. But when I think of success, it's really about, am I able to live how I want to live? Am I able to envision the world that I want to live in and actively be a part of creating that society? That to me is, is a true definition of success, being able to be completely authentically who I am and realizing that that means that some people are not going to like me and that that's okay. And then also just realizing that I can do good in the world. I can put good out into the world and hopefully leave the world a better place than it was when I got here. Yeah, and that's what it's really all about. And as you were talking, it was striking me how similar to success is to freedom because all of the things that you were describing to me speak to freedom. Like what a free mm -hmm. life that is to be able to show up in authenticity as who you are. And yes, you're going to repel people because guess what? Not everybody is everybody's cup of tea and that's okay. And I love mm -hmm. that. It takes courage though, doesn't it? To show up in that way in the world. It does, but do you really want to live by someone else's standards? Do, yeah. I mean, is if, you know, is that really what you want in your life? Because I think that most people are, we're not scared that we're not enough. You know, we say that a lot. We're not actually scared that we're not enough. We're genuinely scared that we're powerful beyond measure mm. and that there is no limit to how successful we can be, how impactful we can be. And it's not necessarily about the numbers of people that we impact. It's about the quality that we give to the people that are ready to receive. And so, yeah, it takes courage to show up and be yourself and to realize that not everybody's going to like you and to realize that you're going to have to tell your mom it's none of her business what you do anymore, all of those things. But if you don't do that, you're sentencing yourself to a life of where you lack fulfillment. And I can't think of anything worse than that. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it really does take, I think, strength. And, you know, you were, you were saying that a lot of times it's not that we're afraid we're afraid of, 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 our, of our powerfulness, of being empowered, of showing up in our true superpower self. And that's so interesting that we would be afraid of that. Why do you think people would be afraid of their own power and empowerment? Well, I mean, I think that there's a whole bunch of reasons that are not even necessarily internal, but then there's, there's external reasons. And so, I mean, I was just listening to a podcast that maintains that within the United States, we have a caste system mm. to where we've used race as a construct to define where people belong in society. But if you look back traditionally, if you have been in a group that is historically marginalized and you just decide you're going to like up and own your own power, there have been like some significant problems with that. We also see that among women, Mm. the the risk of feeling like you have disappointed 
your parents or your church or um, the, the, the people that give you those ideals of what it means to be a woman. That's really challenging. Um, I know it was challenging for me when I when I realized like I am just not a natural caregiver, you know, there are all these, all these women are like, you know, women are peacemakers. And as long as everybody else is okay, I'm okay. I realized, and I can't, you know, I have to be conscious of it and recognizing it helps me to be more conscious of my own behavior. I realized the way that I'm built is if I'm okay, well, everybody else must be okay. And so that, I, I mean, I'm the opposite of what we are told mm. women are supposed to be. You know, if I can show up today and tell you, you know, hey guys, I'm running this seven figure company. I've got employees across the United States. I've got this, I've got that. And you may listen to me and be like, oh, she's just, she's so like bossy and dominant and all this stuff. But the fact of it is, that's who I am. Take it or leave it. You, you know, it's not going to be a, it's not going to be everyone's thing that they like. But if you're like me and you want to live life by your own terms and you understand that that means you're going to have to break up with the conventional wisdom that has been offered to you your entire life, you're in the right spot, you know? Right. So, I mean, I think I think that there are historical reasons why certain people do not advocate for themselves. And I also think that there are societal reasons that tell us there's one way to be a woman and there's one way to be a man. And neither one of those things are true. But if you buck the system, it has repercussions, you know, it, it absolutely has repercussions. And I think that's why people are afraid to step into their own a lot of the time. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely, you know, we're taught societally and we internalize those roles and those, you know, if you're not nurturing, you're not a real woman and all of those things. But, you know, when we think about defining who we are for ourselves, you mentioned a really important key, which is self-awareness and becoming mm -hmm. mindful about who you are in truth and accepting that and loving that and saying, you know what, I'm good enough and I'm gonna show up in the world and let you understand my definition and then educate you on who I am and making that okay. And I love that because not everybody is that aware and that mindful about telling the truth about themselves. Were you always that, that truthful with yourself and that aware or was that like a journey that you had to come to? <laughs> Um, I have, I don't know that I've always been, um, this honest with myself. I, I look back on when I was an adolescent and was a teenager and even into my early twenties having eating disorders and realizing now, at least now I have enough awareness to go there are days where I actually hate myself. I do. I mean, I have self-destructive behaviors. Okay. I see that and I can acknowledge that and I can give gratitude to all of those self-destructive behaviors that are trying to protect me on some like weird universal level. But then I also realized that I don't have to binge eat and vomit, you know, 
four, five, six times a day to act out that self-hatred. It's like, okay, well, if you hate yourself sometimes, can you like yourself a bit more in the next minute? <laughs> right. And, and so I think that self-awareness of being able to see the good, the bad, and the ugly mm. about yourself is the way that you can open up and love yourself a little bit more. You know, you can love yourself a little bit more if you're able to see all of the vulnerable spots. When you're able to look back at the version of yourself that you were at age three or age six or age 12 and recognize that she's still in there, you know, that mm -hmm. the girl, the little girl that you were when whoever wronged you, wronged you, you still have those emotions inside of you. And I think that when you can come to terms with those emotions and give gratitude for the protection that mm -hmm. it's, it, that your body is attempting to give you, you yeah. know, your body is saying, don't be your most vulnerable self because you're going to get hurt. If you can just take a step back and go, I'm going to get hurt, whether I make myself my most vulnerable or whether I put up barriers so that no one gets to know me, either one of those things is detrimental. Right. So you might as well find your own nitty gritty and allow it to inform you about how you can be kinder to yourself going forward. Yeah. And that's what it's about. It's, you know, even if you can't get to loving yourself, at least accepting yourself flaws and all is, you know, we all have flaws. No one is perfect. And so that yin and that yang inside of us being aware of it, you brought up a good point. You can choose what to do with that. You don't have to act out on every emotion and every feeling and every urge that comes to you. You are empowered to choose what you actually follow through on knowing that there's a consequence either way. Like you said, if you close off, there's going to be a consequence of that. But if you open up, there's a consequence of that too. One will serve you. One will not. One may be neutral. Who knows? Yeah, Why not? Just try it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so I had, a, I kind of got my lack of vulnerability slapped in my face one time. And it's one mm -hmm. of the things that I'm super grateful for happening in my life, even though at the time it felt really, really crappy. <laughs> so I did a job interview and I was told that I did not get the job because they found me to be rigid and inflexible. Mm. Ouch. Interesting yeah. words. <laughs> yeah, right? Rigid and inflexible. And I had the choice of, do I rigidly stand by and be like, they're wrong. That's not true. Or do I take a step back and go, girl, you just went to school from age five to age 28, 20 straight years of mm. education, never took a break. Are you going to allow your own anger, your own lack of vulnerability, your own emotional garbage to hold you back from doing the thing that you've wanted this whole time, which was getting the prestigious job, which was getting that 
the accolades. It was getting the, the very expensive collection of pieces of paper that I have on my wall behind me. And I realized that that meant that I had to be more vulnerable and I had to recognize that going with the flow is not my strong suit, but I better learn to make it my strong suit because nobody wants to work with a dictator. You know, nobody wants to work that with true. that person. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not something that we should feel pressure to do, to work with people who it's their way or the highway. Mm. Um, some people can do it and be successful with it. I just don't want to be that person. Yeah. And, and I don't so, want to work with that person. It's, it doesn't, it's not conducive to a, a team oriented sort of, you know, and even if you're in a leadership position, there's a different type of leadership that can create more effective results, I think, than being a dictator. Because, you know, just because people follow you doesn't mean that you're a leader. Influence oh. really is what a leadership a leader is, you know, influencing people. Um, and I love that you were asking yourself that, those questions, those hard questions, you know, do mm -hmm. you want to be like this? And taking the feedback, it's hard to hear hard things, you know? Mm -hmm. So you mentioned gratitude a lot. Talk to me about gratitude and how that is influenced your life, how it's integrated in your life. What is gratitude for you? Gratitude is for me a moment where there's no stress, where there is total peace, and where you recognize that you're doing okay. Hmm. Everything is okay. You know, God is with you or universe is with you. Spirit is with you. Um, I woke up this morning and got out of bed. And so did like the 10 people that really mean the most to me in the world. That's doing better than most of the people in the world. Yeah. You know, we think about we have approximately 2 million people that die every single day mm. globally. That's a staggering and, number. I know. And you, I mean, you think about it too. It's like constant churning. Um, but, you know, we think about that. Okay. So if 2 million people die, that means that they were somebody's child, probably mm. someone's spouse or long-term partner. Um, they might, they may have kids. They may have this huge community. And so you think about that, that loss and that one person having this impact that saddened a group of people. Well, that didn't happen to me today. And so like, I'm not doing so bad here in this world. And so, you know, you and I have talked a lot about gratitude on my podcast and I actually started, you inspired me and now I'm on day 35 of my just one sentence a day of of being grateful for that something. Is awesome. Yeah. So kudos to you for inspiring <laughs> so me. Cool. And, and it takes just a second. Yeah. It takes a second to be grateful that, I mean, when is the last time you actually had gratitude for waking up in the morning. Mm. Like that didn't happen to everybody. Yeah. And so I think if we can come to a place of gratitude, it allows us to constantly be reminded that we are richly and abundantly blessed beyond measure, you know? Yeah. 
maybe you didn't get the revenue earnings that you wanted last month. Maybe you didn't get pregnant when you were trying to, but I think when we come into the distinct awareness of our own mortality, like th this, this roller coaster that we're on doesn't last forever. And so if I can take a moment to come face to face with the fact that I have limited time here in this universal experience of this life, I can give gratitude for that. And it makes life a little bit better through all the ups and the downs, because it puts it into perspective that, you know, I can either be joyful while I'm here, or I can be a sad sack. And that is a choice that you have. And I do not mean to belittle or to make it like, okay, well, you know, yes, clinical depression is a thing. And there are people who struggle emotionally, but there are small things that you can do throughout your life to shift your brain towards being more grateful, more present, more aware of, okay, I'm experiencing this emotion. How does that feel to me? Um, I also think that when you come into a moment of gratitude, I think it also really helps you to be more empathetic and more compassionate to our common man, which the world yeah. needs more of that. Oh, amen to that. We so need that right now. And you're oh. so right that it really does shift your whole perspective, your worldview. It even, I think, changes your body chemistry. I mean, you're more of the, the doctor than I am, but I think that when we're in a place of gratitude, it's almost like our shoulders relax, our blood pressure drops a little bit. We step into that place of peace that you were describing. It really is life changing, which is just so incredible to me. So I love yeah, that. Absolutely. And, and I think a lot of people say, well, I don't know what to be grateful for. Mm. We'll start with the basics you woke up this morning. You're breathing. You know, like you are breathing right now. Not only are you breathing, you didn't have to ask anybody permission for it and you didn't have to tell your body to do it. Right. Do you know how many people struggle to breathe in this world? Mm. I mean, imagine if that was your life. So one of the exercises that I did during my during my residency is I worked with a lot of people with asthma and chronic obstructive pulmonary disorder. Mm. And one of the things that we did was we took, you know, the coffee straws, the little yeah. thin straws, put the that little, in your mouth, ones. <laughs> the little bitty, bitty, bitty ones, put that in your mouth and breathe for five minutes and tell me you're not grateful that you don't have to do that. Every that is single challenging because there's a little bitty bit of air that comes through there. If any, <laughs> <laughs> this is similar to the way it feels to breathe if you have chronic obstructive pulmonary disorder. Oh, wow. That 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 struggle to get the air in and then the struggle to push it out. It's exhausting. Is, is completely exhausting and it's mentally taxing. We know how important the 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 style of our breath 
is in governing our emotions. You can mm -hmm. breathe in a way that creates more stress in your life, or you can breathe in a way that creates less stress in your life. Mm -hmm. So if you're struggling to be grateful for something, get your coffee stir and breathe for five minutes <laughs> and then tell me that your life isn't better after that. Talk and about so, perspective. <laughs> totally put it into perspective. You know, get out the obituaries every single day and read about the people in your community who passed away, who had mm. families that loved them and had um, dreams and aspirations and goals and perhaps suffered either in pain or from the loss of their mental faculties, all of that, you know, that they, they, there's a lot to be grateful for. There's oh, a yes. whole bunch and sometimes acknowledging the bad stuff that happens around us and recognizing that like, oh my God, that didn't happen to me today. Mm. You know, I mean, how many people are out there right now getting physically or mentally abused? That's not happening to me right now. So, I mean, like, that's pretty flipping good, you know? Um, and, and think, think about the small things, you know, I, I, I laughed at myself three days ago when I wrote this in my gratitude journal, but I wrote, I am grateful to be able to poop with ease ever been constipated it's oh a big goodness. deal to it be is. able to poop with ease it's a big deal it and is. so and so sometimes the gratitude is small it's yeah. it's you know being able to poop having a great conversation being able to sleep and then other times the gratitude hits you in really profound ways and so i have written things like i'm grateful to be a child of god um, I'm grateful that I had the freedom to go see my mom. I'm grateful for meditation. Sometimes it's big and sometimes it's small, but if your entire life, you can focus on finding blessings, you are just on a great path. And one of my, one of my professors in pharmacy school, a brilliant woman, Rachel Remen, she has a couple books, Kitchen Table Wisdom and My Grandfather's Blessings. And she taught a course in, she's a, she's a physician and she taught it in medical school and it was adapted for pharmacy school and it was called The Heart of Pharmacy. And it was all about how do you practice pharmacy in a way that actually values that the person in front of you is a person. They're not a number. They're not just someone that you're handing a medication to. This is an actual person. And Dr. Remen in her writings, she says that if you can train yourself to pay attention every time you see a white feather, just every time you see a white feather and you, you, all of the listeners today, you're going to be like, I never see white feathers, but now that I've told you that's important, you're going to see 50 white feathers over the next month or longer <laughs> or longer. Yeah. Or longer. It's, um, if you can pause and count that as a blessing. Mm. That's a big deal. Yeah. That's a really big deal. And a friend of mine said, well, 
who cares? You just saw a white feather. And I said, yes, but I paused for a moment to give gratitude for it instead of just seeing it as a white feather. Cause yeah. it, it can be more than that. It can be. I love that. And the power of the pause is so incredibly profound because when you pause, your brain can actually see those things that you can be grateful for and those blessings that you might just be, you know, running by as you're on your busy life. I absolutely love that. Yes. Yep, you mentioned I that, agree. um, you mentioned that gratitude was also a way to bring stress down. What are other ways that we can bring our stress down? What are other strategies that we can use to, because it's a very stressful world we live in, you know, things are happening. How else can we de-stress? Um, turn off the news and just <laughs> stop, just stop, just yeah. stop listening to it all. Um, I think that the 24 hour news cycle has done a lot to be very damaging um, because there's just not that much newsworthy stuff uh, happening in the world. So we keep rehashing the same things over and over again. So turning off the news, finding a moment of silence mm -hmm. is, is so amazing. Taking inventory of how you're breathing is also critically, critically important. If you are, primarily breathing through your mouth, you are introducing stress into your life with every single breath that you take. So our brain has a way that it calms itself. It soothes itself when we breathe through our nose. So focusing on breathing through the nose, perhaps starting with a simple breath control um, called Sama Sama, um, or Sama Vritti, sorry. Sama Sama is, um, is a Thai expression that means like same, same. You know, how you doing? Uh, sama Sama. Um, but Sama Vritti means to have even breath. So your inhalation is the same duration as your exhalation. Once you've mastered that, then try to make your exhale a little bit longer. And it's like you said, the power of the pause. There is a profound moment that happens at the top of your breath, as well as at the bottom of your breath, where there's no movement. There's no flow of the breath. It is paused for a moment. And if you really? can breathe in a way, yeah. That's just, fascinating. I mean, and so if you can focus on that moment of the lack of movement with the breath, it makes you more grateful for the movements that happen, you know? And so another thing to do is take inventory of where you're breathing. Um, so if you're breathing up in your collarbones, you're stressing yourself out. So can you envision different portions of your breath. So your anatomy is actually quite elegant to help you breathe. So your sternum, that big bone, that breast bone that's right at the front of your chest acts like a lever. So if you've seen the old timey wells that have the pumps, that is what your sternum is doing for your lungs. As you inhale, it pumps out. And as you exhale, it goes down. We don't think about it much, but our diaphragm at the bottom of our lungs descends every time that we breathe in and contracts and comes back up. 
We also don't think about it much, but you have an entire set of muscles in between your ribs that help to expand the rib cage sideways and backwards, similar to how the sternum is moving it upwards and outwards. So if you can breathe with more of that capacity of, okay, well, I'm using different muscle groups to facilitate my breath, that is something else that you can do to help reduce stress. And meditation cannot be overemphasized. Meditation and, and the practice of yoga, so the combination of slow rhythmic breath with movement or with intention it actually changes not only the function, but the physical structure of your brain. So your amygdala, which is your fight or flight center of your brain, if you practice meditation regularly, that portion of your brain actually shrinks and your hippocampus, which is helpful in your emotional control actually expands. And so you make yourself more resilient to stress when you build mechanisms that protect you from the stress actually occurring. So breathing, meditation, yoga, and then I think extending the turn off the news is actually control the input. You know, if, if you're in a toxic relationship with your partner, leave, go, like go have 30 seconds of crazy to pack your shit and get out the dough. And so controlling your input is also important. If you're watching stressful TV, guess what? You're going to be stressed out. If you're reading stressful things in the news, guess what? You're going to be stressed out. You're also going to be wasting time. You're going to waste a lot, a lot of time. And that has been one of my biggest lessons for 2020 is um, you, you can love me or you can hate me, but I have disagreed with much of the conventional wisdom about how to protect ourselves from infections this year. And I express that to people. And I was like, guys, this doesn't make sense. No, 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 that, that does not make sense. No, that is not based in science. <laughs> Who said that worked? <laughs> and I realized that the people that agree with me, they already agree with me. They've heard mm. me. They, they know they've done the research themselves. The people that disagree with me that think that all of the new rules and regulations are completely appropriate they're never going to hear me. They're mm -hmm. never going to hear me. It doesn't matter if I say, but the British Medical Journal says this and the Journal of the American Medical Association says this. It doesn't matter if I say, hey guys, am I the only one who read the report from the World Health Organization that says that masks are not recommended when we exercise? Like all these things. Yeah. And, but if people aren't ready to hear it, yeah. then by me wasting my time, reading the blog post, doing the research into, well, this randomized control trial says this, or this publication says this, um, the people that understand that guys, it is not ground. Somebody just sent me an article this morning and they're like, they're like, doctors are finally saying that people who have low vitamin D status might be more at risk for an infection. And I'm like, 
Yes. It is not not newsworthy that vitamin C helps you to fight infections and that if you have a relative lack of zinc within your body, that you are ill-equipped to fight infections. And so (laughs) we've known that this is not newsworthy. And so I think it is critically important in this time for us to take a step back and just go, you know, you can ask yourself the one simple question, is this worth my fight or flight response? No matter what comes your way, is this worth my fight or flight response? Sometimes it is. Sometimes it is very much worth getting angry and yelling and protesting and voting all the things that are like this, this like way that we express how we want to see the world. But then on the other hand, there's a lot of times, how many of you have wasted time arguing with someone on social media? And their opinion does not change. It doesn't change anything. Mm-mm. It's the wrong venue. You know, mm-hmm. one of, one of, um, one of my ex-boyfriends actually said Facebook is a place for people who agree with each other to talk about all the people who they disagree with. So just <laughs> stop. So I, I, I listened to something the other day that I thought was so powerful. Um, because a lot of protests have happened this year. A lot of protests have happened this year. And a lot of um, people are like, why are we still protesting? It's been like two weeks. And it's like, well, it's a couple centuries of, you know, (laughs) marginalization and systemic problems that need to be fixed, but whatever. Big deal. You know, two weeks is enough. (laughs) Two weeks is enough. Yeah. We have fixed everything in those two weeks where where nothing got accomplished other than people's voices getting heard. And so one of the things that I have realized is you can turn things on their heads. So if you see a post from someone that is like, why is everybody still protesting? And your instant instinct is like, I have to tell this person everything that is wrong with the institutions within America that that put some people on the margins and some people in the majority. Here's my dissertation with all of these references. <laughs> here's my dissertation, my this, my that. Instead of doing that, what if you just showed up and said, there's a protest today? Thank you for letting me know. I had no idea. Do you know what time it is and where it is? All of a sudden, you have put something out there that you believe in that gets attention that most of the time people are not commenting on social yeah. media. It's they're reading it. Yeah. They're reading and they're watching and you can create the changes that you want to see in the world without alienating people, mm. without alienating friends. And I think that this year has been a great year to unfollow some people too. You know, it's been a fantastic year for saying, I'm going to control my input. I am not going to allow myself to get into a situation where I'm constantly butted up against people who I know disagree with me and who I know are in, are always going to be on the attack. I tell you, 
uninstalling Facebook from my phone was the single greatest decision I have made this year. Wow. Yeah. It will change your life. It will absolutely change your life. And I'm setting up right now. I'm going to say this out loud and you're the first person (laughs) I've told. So don't tell anybody. So in case I don't do it, I don't have to be held accountable, but I am pretty sure I'm going to do a 30 day, just no social media. None. Wow. And And what's, what's interesting about my wow is that why should that be such a radical idea? I know, right? I know. It's not like it's not like social media and Facebook have been around all the time. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> y'all. like you know, ten years old, twelve years old. I mean, I remember a world before computers, so it's not like we always had these things. And now, yeah. why are we so addicted to them, and why are they a must-have? I mean, I know. it's so interesting that that whole again that mind shift, that perspective. Yeah, absolutely. I mean. I mean, how many of you remember when you used to go to the mall with your mom and you had to agree on the time that you were going to meet by the elevators in the food court, you know, (laughs) we, it's, it's, it's dramatic how our lives have changed in ways that they did not necessarily have to, Mm. you know, I still either. Not necessarily for the better either, not necessarily for the better. And so take, Take 15 minutes today and all of those emails that are jamming up your inbox, unsubscribe from all those mailing lists, but you should totally go to lindsayelmore.com and subscribe to my mailing list because it's awesome. But think about ways that you can greater control the input of what's coming into your life. And if that means that your best friend from high school, who every single time that you talk to her, it's freaking stressful, cut her off. You know, if that means that you're in a situation where you feel mentally or physically abused at home, make some changes. Makes it doesn't, it's not always going to be easy. No, it not doesn't, at all. But reach out for help because there's help out there and you have choices. I think you're really hitting the, the nail on the head. You have a choice on what you allow and tolerate in your life, and you don't have to allow and tolerate everything. You can choose what's going to serve you and what's going to bring out the best version of who you are and who you want to be. I just, Mm -hmm. it's so important. I think it's critically important. And I, so I'm a pharmacist. I know a lot about medications. And I also know a a lot about supplements and essential Mm. oils and yoga and meditation and all of these things. I think Far too often, people are looking for the one shot wonder. Mm. They want they want the one answer. But I'm here to tell you, friends, if we knew that there was a pill that you could take that kept us thin and happy in a perfect marriage where you had awesome sex, where your kids never misbehaved, your mental health stayed sound, you were never stressed out, you enjoyed all food, you had a perfect sense of smell, 20-20 vision. If we had that and you were able to do all of that until you died at the age of 110, surrounded (laughs) by people who loved you, we would already have figured that out. We would have already, (laughs) somebody would have figured it out. But the fact of the matter is I thoroughly believe that you 
become a healthier and happier version of yourself when you stop giving away your authority to everyone else and you just say, well, this is how I want to live life. This is how I want to live my life. And some people aren't going to like what you choose, but do you really want to do anything else than live the life that you want to live? And so and it's your life looking stop looking for external solutions to internal problems. Mm. You know, um, if you're unhappy, shift, do something different, identify what in your life is making you unhappy and find the solution that works for you. If that's exercising, great. If that's taking an antidepressant, great. If that means that you are going to make everyone in your family completely disappointed in you because by God, you're getting a divorce and you don't care what anybody thinks anymore. Great. Just do it. Just do it. And don't care what people tell you, you know, I mean, goodness knows. I've heard a lot of people tell me that I'm a bad person and that I don't care. And this, that, and the other. I just know what I know to be true for me. And I don't try to make that true for anybody else. Well, and it's your life. You know, we all have our own journeys to walk and our own lives to live. And at the end of the day, when we get before our creator, universe, spirit, whatever you believe in, it's going to be you, no one else around you. And so why not enjoy the one life that you've been gifted with? And I, I just, everything you're saying is so powerfully profound, but in a simplistic, applicable way. And that is really, I think, the key to living a, a life of success and achieving that best version of yourself that we all strive for. And I just, who knew that there were so many dimensions to breathing? I had no idea <laughs> how involved breathing is. And as you were talking about it, I mean, I, if you're watching, you know, you can see I was like shifting my body posture and breathing through my nose and closing my, I mean, who knew there's so much to learn and so much to be grateful for. Even just in that our bodies are so magnificently made. Who knew how intricate it was. And I love that you have infused gratitude through everything. I'm grateful for what's wrong with me. I'm grateful for what people say is wrong with me. That's really not wrong with me. I'm grateful for the hardships, the journey, the whole hot tamale. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you can do that, and you recognize that we all face adversities. We do. It's just, what do you do with it? Exactly. What do you do with the adversities that you face? Are you going, who do you want to be? Do you want to sit back and be like, woe is me? Or do you want to be in a situation where you say, no matter what happens to me, I know that I've, I'm doing my best. I know that I am able to see from other people's perspectives. And I think that when you practice gratitude regularly, we see improvements and these are published studies where you can look at improvements in self-esteem, improvements in your sleep quality, mm. improvements in resilience. And it also opens you up for more deep and meaningful relationships. And I recognize one of my flaws is I don't always listen that well. I don't. It's and a skill. It really is. It is. And as a podcast host, you're basically becoming a professional listener is right. what you're doing. <laughs> and I 
realized I, I learned a, a an acting an acting I guess a, a, just a game I don't know for lack of better thing to call it where if I really want to improve how well I'm listening to someone I can dedicate some of my mental effort towards something that seems kind of mundane so as I'm talking to you I am also in my head I'm just thinking black shirt black shirt black shirt black shirt because you're wearing a black shirt but that allow because part of my mental capacity is going towards intentionally focusing on you all of a sudden you're like wow she really listens to me and she really really values what's going on and then i take a step back and go wow i'm really grateful that i noticed the black shirt, the silver necklace, the curly hair. You know, I'm grateful that I focused on these things because it allowed me to spend the majority of my brain power actually tuning in. You can do this with yourself. Just listeners sitting out there, if you struggle to focus, just right now feel the insides of your feet. Just just feel your feet. And for the rest of your day, focus a tiny bit of your mental uh, fortitude on the inside of your feet. And all of a sudden, where your mind would usually be racing towards, I have to go to the grocery store and here's what's on my grocery list. And here's what, oh man, I got to respond to that lady on Facebook because she said something I disagree with. All these things. Instead, it just becomes I'm focused on the inside of my feet. And so then you free up space to where you go, okay, now I'm actually focused on my grocery list. Okay, now I'm actually focused on um, uninstalling Facebook from my phone instead of, instead of being um, combative. And so you can focus your mental energy and be more present. And that leads to greater gratitude practices, which leads to the people around you feeling really valued, which yeah. gives you deeper and more meaningful relationships with them. It really does. And, you know, people pick up on that and they can, they can sense it and they tune in and it's, um, it's really powerful, but it's so simple. That's what I love about everything that you shared throughout our conversation. It's simply profound and so effective and valuable but applicable. Like it's not something like, oh, I have to go study, you know, for 50 years to, to, to learn this. You can just focus on the inside of your feet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Look yeah. for that white feather, you know, think about your breathing, close your mouth and breathe through your nose and put your shoulders back. I mean, these are things that you can practice and then make it a habit that will enhance your life tremendously. Oh, yeah, what value absolutely. you brought, Lindsay. This has been Thank you. This has been so profoundly valuable. And again, I go back to because it's simple, it's applicable, but it's so profound. It, it really is life-changing. I love that. Health is not complicated, friends. It's really not. Be relentlessly you and trust your own inner authority. You, you know the right decisions to make. You do. I mean, it's not like health and wellness is complicated. You need to sleep well, drink clean water, eat healthy food, and cut out toxic relationships and reduce your stress load. We all know inherently what we need to do. We just get in our own way. And I think that 
that just sets us up for having to relive the same mistakes over and over again in this life. And if you believe in some of the more Eastern interpretations of what happens after death, if you don't live your life fully, you have to come back and do it all over again. You got to come back and be like, okay, I didn't work out that karma. Um, I'm going to do that now. And that I think for people who were raised in a more Judeo-Christian interpretation, that is kind of like the purgatory that just keeps mm. happening, you know? Um, and so if we really want to live as our spirit selves, we have to work out the garbage yeah. in this life. And it is work. You have to work it out. It has to be intentional. You've got to make it a purposeful effort. And I'm, I'm a big believer that if you do not learn the lesson, you are going to repeat it until you do, period. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it is, it's, it's that, oh, yes. Lindsay, yes. Drop yes. mic. I mean, I just, there's nothing left to really say <laughs> because Aww. this has been, I think listeners, I would encourage you to go back and listen again. There's so many nuggets of wisdom on so many different dimensions about what Lindsay talked about that it will benefit your life. I think to go back and listen again and really take some notes because she has really talked about every aspect of who you are being relentlessly you. I love that unapologetically you and living your life with authority so that you can really live the life that you were meant to live. I absolutely love that. Lindsay, you have been such a blessing, so valuable, so profoundly, simplistically, just relentlessly you in this conversation that has just brought such joy to my life. I'm so grateful that you were able to come on. Is there anything that you want to leave the listeners with as we end our conversation? Oh, I think that I would just like to say thank you for listening. Absolutely. Listeners, I always thank you for showing up. It, you, this is time, which is one of your most valuable assets that you have given to us. And I, I, my, my prayer, my hope, my desire, my intention is always, always that you get tremendous value from every conversation. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, this one was valuable. So I'm so grateful for you tuning in. Lindsay, where can people find you if they want more of you and to learn more about what you do and how to work with you and connect with you? How can they find you? Uh, well, you can head to www.lindsayelmore.com and you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Lindsay Elmore. And then I'm also on Pinterest at Dr. Lindsay Elmore. So that's Dr. Lindsay Elmore over on Pinterest. That is wonderful. Thank you again so much. And listeners, as I always say, keep walking. Always, always keep walking because if you continue to walk, you will reach your destiny. You will reach your destination. And on the journey, do what Lindsay says implement gratitude.